This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lepercaro, and this episode's guest is Westerman. Westerman is an artist from London, England, currently based in Athens, Greece. On his latest record, An Inbuilt Fault, he looks at the human condition in both its glory and its mess, doing so by fusing stories from his own life, those of known figures, and observations about our modern way of living. Starting again with the opening track, which is Give. I I feel like the stories, or at least what I was trying to get, because you, you write in very beautiful wording. Um, it's not like a very literal way of writing, which I love, but it means that I, I was doing a lot of like digging and trying to to figure out what the songs are about. But there's a lot of imagery of this one or imagery on this one of like betrayal or just, I don't know, like something falling apart. So again, to whatever level you're able to answer, like what's kind of the concept of the song for you? Yeah, I um, I think you 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 by and large you're you're correct. This isn't made explicit because I don't really like to describe things kind of literally. But I had this stranger, I was right playing around the song. I had this image of looking out of my window and seeing sort of a um, Judas hanging from the tree in the in the courtyard. And then I kind of thought, well, why am I why am I why am I having this vision? And then that got me thinking about some other things which were kind of happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of this idea of a, this kind of a sort of original sin type guilt thing that, that we all feel um, at, at points, you know, and it's not to do with, I don't think the conditioning of the religious text. I think it's more just part of the human condition, but it kind of got me thinking about, um, I, I, initially the lyric was forgive. I think it was kind of this, this idea that, uh, yeah, kind of like a betrayal and, Trying to try, trying to sort of find a place where you can kind of uh, uh, show some sort of compassion for the, for the kind of the weakness, the, the kind of the human the human failure. Um, and I kind of got thinking when I was yeah when I was looking at this sort of image in my head of this uh, this Judas tree, and I thought, well, it's strange, isn't it, that in the in that book. Um, there's this preaching of forgiveness and stuff, but this figure is like just this kind of elemental kind of evil character. And then it kind of got me thinking, well, that isn't right. And so in a way, I use that as a vehicle for my own sort of processing to try and get to a place where I think I was trying to forgive myself really for something. Um, but the conversation is, uh, in, in from, from the, for several different angles. And there's a few different other things involved in there. There's some mm-hmm. a- anger and sort of lashing out and retort. But um, yeah, I kind of, uh, I, I sort of, ha- I had a, I have a brother and sister song in the record. There's another song called Take, which is kind of the inversion of that. Um, I was going to touch on that one later. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that there's two kind of opposing songs on the record. Yeah, without trying to kind of go too much into sort of the, the nuts and bolts. I was in a period where I was really, yeah, I was, I was struggling to 
move over some that move move over something and uh struggling to kind of reconcile that with with myself but then you know the, the song is personal and impersonal at the same time it's not a literal you know it's not literally that that, that story but i think I was trying to make sense of why I had this image in my head. And then I, then it kind of led me to thinking maybe it's about this thing. And then that's how the song kind of came to be, how it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like what you just said about it being both personal and impersonal because, you know, you're, I, I see this on a lot of the record. It's often talking about certain like themes around the human condition from a high level, but they're things that whether they are actively or have recently happened in your life, um, which might be why you want to write about them. They are things that we all experience. You know, we all experience guilt. We all experience a struggle to forgive ourselves when we make a mistake or we go through, you know, the ups and downs of the relationships in our lives. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting because, again, it allow you, you can talk about it from a high level while still being relatable in it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's good because I, I think if music is unrelatable, then I don't know what dysfunction it really serves. So I'm glad that you think it's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's it's a it's a good old human thing. Going to the next song, which is Idle Rerun. I know you kind of talked a little bit about religion on Give because we were touching on the concept of Judas, even though it's not quite what the song is about. You know, there's that little bit of imagery. Idols reminded me a lot of... Do you know the expression, The uh, I think it's Latin, panem at circuses? So what it means is bread and circuses, and it's basically how in the Roman Empire um, they would use bread so to feed people and to keep like their basic needs sorted, and circuses, so entertainment, that's how they would distract them from the larger issues. It's kind of like you, yeah. you know... You watch the dancing bear, you watch the gladiators fight or whatever, and we'll go and take care of all the more, like, morbid stuff. So it kind of, I don't, again, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this, but it made me think of those ideas of whether it be religion or entertainment or, like, a rerun or something that's kind of numbing. Like, these are the things that distract people from the larger ills of society. I mean, for sure. I think that. I mean, that that's a very interesting. Um, it's an interesting take. It's interesting for me as well to hear sort of um, how the kind of the feedback of, of how how something's been experienced by somebody else. I I think um, that's definitely an element of it. I mean, I, I think at that point I was, uh, you know, I was just sort of thinking about yeah. I was thinking about disposability, kind of people being disposable, and. Um, and sort of the frustration, the kind of cyclical nature of things. I kind of I was thinking of quite a lot. Again, in terms of just sort of my experience of, of 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 observing this happening to me, but also happening to friends of the way people were kind of being exploited um, in the situation that that we find ourselves in, and sort of being viewed as kind of disposable commodities. But I was, and I was also thinking then about yeah, the circus is correct. You know, I was thinking about this. The, the kind of this sort of in, impression that everybody sort of has to put up all the time and including the people at the very top of the tree and how everybody's really just kind of dancing um and uh doing their best with the information that they've been given um and i think at the time i was very frustrated with the idea of this being cyclical how 
you know, these positions seem to be, seem to endure beyond the individuals which hold them. And uh, there'll always be some other person to take up that mantle and, and keep dancing, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pr probably the most, uh, and it's the I was the angriest, really, when I was writing that of all the times on the record. Um, it doesn't, you know, I try not to, try to sort of counterpoint that with the music, but I think when I was writing the song lyrically, I was, um, I was uh, pissed off, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's funny, when I was reading through the lyrics and then I went back and re-listened to the song, like, as I was kind of, you know, starting to really get to know all the melodies and stuff, I came back to it and I was like, this is really mellow for what I, I just read, but I love that about it. I love that contrast of, like, the kind of softer, warm tones of the music with the the lyrical content. Thanks. No, it's, uh, well, I think, you know, it's, it's not fair just to completely bludgeon people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair at all. Yeah. I mean, um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you like it. I mean, I I genuinely love the whole record, and and I don't just say that to to be nice. Like, I I mean, I love things Thank that you. have those really like rich and warm tones to them, and this record has so much of that. So, this is very very in my wheelhouse. Um, from here, I think we'll we'll go to the next song, which is I Catalyst. This one, from like the kind of like cultural reference point or perspective was a very interesting one to me because I did a lot of Googling around it because uh, Catullus is a Roman poet um, known largely for writing a lot of love poems, very passionate, very longing towards, uh, I believe, a woman named Lesbia. But then there's another person referenced in the song, and I'm wondering, it's someone named Judy. First of all, is that Judy Garland by any chance? Because that's, it, it seems like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing, but is Judy a reference to something else? Is it her or is it something else? It's sort of a combination of three characters, really. I'm, I mean, the the person that I was thinking about. Uh, do you know? There's an artist called Judy Sill who uh, <gasps> I love Judy Sill. Yeah, fantastic singer songwriter. And I was reading before I wrote that song. I was reading a bit about a uh, quite tragic life um, eventually, and. Um, and just finding it, finding it kind of sadder, I suppose, when listening to the, again, almost kind of quasi-religious sort of longing and love, loving messages of, the, of a lot of the music. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, and then I kind of was thinking about the sort of the Punch and Judy, the sort of, again, I guess maybe an extension from, from the song beforehand to an extent this kind of, these sort of these people on strings. Um, and uh, well, then also it's like, it's a reference to somebody uh, who real who I know as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know the song. I mean, I, I, Catullus is Catullus is an interesting kind of character for me. I, I, I read I read some Catullus and I came I kind of came out of it thinking that I really didn't like him at all. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of thought that I kind of felt like um, this sort of um, he's kind of lauded as this kind of old like a sort of all time romantic. And then I just was reading the poems and I just thought all of these poems are just relating to how this person makes you feel. There's something very narcissistic about this poetry. It's not really about love at all. It's kind of, it's sort of the male ego love of like, love me, I'm so upset. And uh, I kind of, yeah, and I and I sort of, the, 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 the character in the, the song who's kind of uh, 
speaking most of the time is I kind of imagined as this kind of yeah this this sort of self-absorbed kind of navel gazing kind of depressed romantic sort of very kind of traditionally that male romantic character and sort of trying to kind of pick holes in that um and I, yeah I guess I don't know the Judy Sill thing came in as a sort of thing to reference it against you know because I think listening to that person's music it just felt like this is what love sounds like and it's not about the person who's singing it it's about the other person the person they're singing it about which is kind of the opposite of Catullus so I, yeah I mean I don't know if that makes sense there's quite a few things in there but I was just kind of trying to to cross all of these things over and make some make some sort of stranger uh, I guess uh, make it make kind of uh, a critique of this sort of male romanticism <laughs> I actually love that and this does make a lot more sense the reason that my brain jumped to Judy Garland initially was just like reading like stoned on the silver screen and like thinking about how like she you know had a very tragic life herself and was like addicted to yeah. drugs and all that so I guess it, I thought that but Judy still makes a lot more sense um I, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but um, Fleet Foxes, on their last tour, were doing a cover of The Kiss by Judy Sill, which is f- really? phenomenal. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I went to see them at the Greek and just sat there, like, in tears listening to this beautiful cover. They had a horn section with it as well as a whole thing. But um, The Kiss, through that performance, quickly became one of my favorite songs. And, and you're so right. Like, where is, you know, what you're saying about uh, Catullus, it's almost like obsession and narcissism. Hers has like a kind of, at least in on that song, it has like a sort of softness and a tenderness to it that is more outward rather than like, why don't you want me or why this or why that? So it's interesting. Yeah. 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 I know it's kind of a sort of idea of yeah, self sacrificing, like hey, compassion as opposed to uh, compassionate love as opposed to love, just how it relates to how you feel. Um, so yeah. That's that's sort of that one really. Uh, it's quite a strange piece of music, in all in all. But I like it. Do you like it? I do like it. I really okay. do like it. And I like that. And it's it's funny. Like whereas you know the last song you were saying that, you know, it was probably your angriest, and yet it sounded the most mellow. Like I Catullus, even though it deals with love in both good and bad ways, it's probably one of the more angular, in like, like like odd in a fun way songs on the record so it's it's a cool thing that you can kind of play with these different contrasts between sound and lyric yeah no I, it's fun it's a, it has to be fun at some point anyway <laughs> i mean you hope so well on that note we are going to go to csi petrolona which is i know in part about you considering your move to athens which of course you eventually did do because you're there right now yeah. um what i thought was interesting though was I got this sense of like trying to find like comfort in chaos or at least in like noise on this song. Is there any element of that on this one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I think um, that, that basically, basically what it is. I think it's, it's sort of a, yeah, it's quite an autobiographical, it is autobiographical, although there are four characters mixed into the two. Um, and I think, yeah, I did. I, Eventually, the the song is, is is supposed to be positive in its inflection, in as much as there is a kind of a, a, a sort of an altruistic and kind of completely un 
um, unexpected and unexpectant um, balm provided by by this kind of act of tenderness, basically by by a stranger, um, for somebody who has kind of had it really, um, and um, yeah, this kind of breaking 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 the sort of the breaking the kind of shell of feeling like you're kind of trapped or powerless in in in, in doing anything about this situation, and this little thing comes out out of the blue, this unexpected thing, this kind of just this act of, um, yeah, just, just human sort of tenderness really, and how that can sort of save somebody's life. Um, so yeah, definitely. You're right. That, that, that is what it is. Yeah. And it is such a beautiful moment, especially cause you know, other parts of this record deal with more, the more critical sides of, of humanity you know like the whether it be like the tougher personal experiences or like tougher you know large-scale concepts it's nice to have moments like this where we also get to experience again like tenderness and compassion and be reminded you know like as as human beings we really hold both we hold the kind of terrible difficult stuff but we also can hold a lot of tenderness and through our connections with each other big or small we can find a lot of comfort and find a lot of healing and and lift others up in the process as well absolutely it's it's a beautiful thing you know it is it is that's and i hope it doesn't uh, i don't think it can get lost actually i don't think it does i think that especially that line would you place your hands over my ears like it's it's very much pierces through and it's very clear so I, I I hear it loud and clear, I guess is the right way to put it. Um, I guess the next song, Help Didn't Help At All, it, it has a bit of an opposing energy in that, whereas this last one, you know, we talked about this idea of tenderness and, and how, like, connection and, like, an act of kindness from another person can be good to help yeah. us. Help Didn't Help At All almost feels more like a need to rely on oneself or feeling like oneself is the only person you can rely on. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a very lonely song really. Um, and yeah, it's uh, kind of had this idea of this person sort of being, there's a two songs where the, the character's kind of like on the moon, completely sort of isolated. <laughs> um, and sort of the, the sort of the mental kind of what, what happens there, you know, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, at that time I, I was, uh, yeah, in a way, in a way it's not all, it's not all bad. Cause I do think that sort of self-reliance is a good quality to have to an extent, but I think it's definitely a, yeah, it's definitely a lonely song. It's feeling like, uh, nobody else is going to fix this, <laughs> <laughs> um, which, can be can be can be positive in some ways as well but it didn't really feel positive i mean that was yeah i mean all of this record is like that really but it was definitely just the song that i really it was just really how i was feeling um that day and uh you know but again i think sort of melodically it's it's uh it's a kind of counterpoint to it um it's quite sort of sweet yeah um i don't know they are actually i'm finding this one the hardest of all of so far to speak about um I think maybe part, part of it actually, you know, I think maybe there is an element of this kind of, and this kind of kind of cuts through the, most of the record, this idea of, I think there's something very alienating about that 
the herded immediate connection which is afforded in digital communication. Um, I like it never be more connected, but never felt so disconnected at the same time. Mm. Um, and I think that 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 was definitely quite prevalent. It's prevalent in a lot of this record, but it was certainly very prevalent in this song. But that's where I think a lot of the kind of aloneness come came from. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, random fun fact or not fun fact? I studied uh, digital media and communication, which was basically a digital sociology degree. So it was a lot of understanding human behavior on in the online world. So what you're saying makes okay. a lot of sense. It's almost more like rather than being connected to a lot of people, you could, I mean, there's two ways that I could say you could look at it. One is that you have a million more connections than you normally do, but they're all very superficial. Or you can also look at it as rather than it being these sort of like two-way conversations between people, it's almost more like you're performing to an audience when you're in the digital space rather than, you know, having these like meaningful grounding connections. So because of that, like, if you feel like you're almost like alone on a stage per se, that is very alienating. And if you're not like experiencing these deep interpersonal connections with people, again, it makes sense that it's lonely. There are, they're just kind of people that are passing by in very like superficial ways for, you know, a comment or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think the performative, what you said about performative element is true. I and mean, everybody kind of has, an alter ego to an extent or multiple alter egos often and um yeah it's hard to feel yeah hard to feel uh, a genuine connection um despite the fact that you are kind of yeah in instantly reachable um it's not really it's not really you reaching and it's not really that person reaching you like you know it's like it's a different thing Oh, yeah. Going back into the, the songs, um, a lens turning, again, and keeping going with the, the way I'm doing things, which is suggesting what I've seen and then you telling me if I'm onto it or if I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, Great. It feels like the juxtaposition of wanting to grow or wanting to look at things from a new perspective, but also wanting to stick to what is comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and um, by yeah, basically, um, that's a, that's that's kind of at the kernel of it. Um, yeah, I think um, I was thinking a lot about Stockholm syndrome and kind of this idea of the of the kind of the short circuiting, which like I feel like the like the way that things are algorithmically sort of dictated now, and so things are things are presented which are as the algorithm thinks linked to the things that you've already the choices that you've already made and the idea how how that kind of how that creates a sort of short circuit of people um being un incapable of of sort of movement or growth i suppose like um and yeah and i think it is kind of the, the idea of yeah that 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 was a big part of it um i think the the idea of like uh, patterns sort of tend to tend to repeat themselves, but I think that's now sort of that's actually been built into the way that we experience a lot of the mm -hmm. of the information that we get, and I think that there's something disquieting about that. Like there's something discomforting about that, and um, 
yeah i think it's also yeah like this kind of this it's the struggle in the song of just sort of trying to find different ways of looking at things and sort of finding yourself back in the same place and trying to kind of trying to kind of get out of that um it's so the song is supposed to sort of kind of be like a musical representation of a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> love that been there done that um that's fair i liked what you said about stockholm syndrome and of course like these sort of eco chambers of information because there's an expression that one of my friends brought up recently that is very apropos here which is the devil you know versus the devil you don't mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's even if something within your realm is is scary at least it's something you can see and that you know whereas once you start to venture outwards and try and again get out of the echo chamber or look at things from a new perspective you might be exposed to things that you're not as familiar with and it can be very scary yeah definitely and i think you know there's a sort of broader point on this i i do think it's i've been very damaging this i think you know for all of us really this idea of the of the echo chamber that's created based on your previous tastes because i think you know it's i think it's what part of what what's what's kind of made everything so like so fraught and so fractured is that nobody or people increasingly don't really have ever have to encounter things they disagree with or things they don't like or don't understand. And I think the lack of any discourse about that and the way that that's kind of getting worse because of these sort of echo chambers, which is all built in as a kind of herding technique, is um, is a bad is a bad thing um, for all of us, really, and something that we should, uh, we should, we should try and resist at all, at all opportunities. I completely agree. Um, yeah, lots of weird things that happen I guess in the digital age, similar to what we were saying before with help didn't help at all, even though they're two very different themes, there's that common point of, you know, our modern condition being being what it is and being a bit of a mess. Uh, I think it will I think it will write itself though. I think a part of this is just like nobody knows like it's hard to know what's going on. Everybody everybody's sort of everything's moving so fast that nobody has the kind of capacity to be able to understand it really in real time. I think it oh, will yeah. start to. I think it. I think it will start to make more sense. I believe so. I believe so too. I think you know, like anything, every every generation goes through its its set of ills, if you will, and we overcome some and we create new ones. It's just sort of the the pattern that we follow as human beings. But at least it creates some improvement somewhere. Maybe it's like a two steps forward, one step back approach or something. Yeah. Well, I go. So. Yeah. I certainly <laughs> hope so too. <laughs> it's a lot of this. It's deep human connection, and damn, I hope that we figure this out. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Well, I I appreciate you going through going through the weeds with me on all this because it's, I mean, I love having these conversations, and yeah, we're we're all human. We're all going through it together. So it's nice to have music that reflects it back in in easy ways and in hard ways. It's still I I know at least for me personally, I find comfort in like we said in things that we can relate to and feeling seen in in the things that whether other things we find comfort in or things that we find scary. It's it's nice to see other people acknowledge that they're happening through their art. So so yeah. It's 
Uh, yeah, no, good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, we've got a couple left. Uh, Take, which is the the sister track to Give. One thing I thought was interesting, obviously, you know, there's the literal contrast of Give and Take, whereas Give felt more like it was about, like, you know, a more, like, zoomed-in situation. Take feels more, like, zoomed out. Like, it's more of, like, a a larger comment on, like, human beings like when one person takes it's felt by all sort of and especially like or I don't know if there's a lot around like the environment and stuff like that but I got that sense too of just like taking care of each other in society taking care of our planet as well yeah I mean I, I don't know was I thinking I mean I, I mean it's hard to kind of get away from the environmental stuff because it's yeah. like you know it's been, it's been raining all year in, in los angeles it's quite hard to sort of detach yourself from these things which are changing <laughs> changing but, just a little um, yeah take is um particularly about the sort of the interconnectedness um the, the real interconnectedness of stuff and how you know there is there's a secondary consequence and a third and tertiary consequence ad infinitum to everything that you do and it's like this I don't know. We're living, you know, we're living in a pretty selfish, self selfish culture. Really, we're living in a very selfish cultural moment, sort of uh, passed down through the the kind of the economic system, which, which seems to sort of shape almost everything increasingly in the kind of hyper-capitalized world. And I think it's this idea that, you know, um, well, the the central line of the song is "Taking Breaks the Heart of Love." It's just it's this kind of idea that. Um, this is not. This is not. This is not good. This is not good for. This is not. This is not a good thing. You know. Um, I had this. I had this kind of idea of this person, sort of them um, in a in a room with, again with on the on, on these sort of strings and sort of the, this idea of this this person sort of interacting with different figures and different environments and. Um, every time they interact with somebody else another string kind of gets attached and this idea that you know you're kind of shaped by by the decisions that we make you know through as we go through our lives and how these things actually become part of who you who you become and um you know there's there's a bit of self self-interrogation in that as well um and yeah yeah it's kind of a, it's just, that's about it's about selfishness really um the song i suppose um and it's kind of it's uh it's a, it's it's trying try, it's trying it's trying to it's trying to respond respond to that in a, in a non selfish way. <laughs> I mean, we're all doing our best, and I and I love that idea of interconnectedness. I've definitely seen some like songs or poetry about these ideas of you know, especially around human connection, that we almost create these like lines between us. So, like you said, the more connections you have to to people, to places, to environments the more you will feel when something affects them. So that's a very normal concept. Also, very randomly, I don't know if you've watched the series The Last of Us, but these, like, creatures in it, um, they're... It's like these zombies, but they, they're made out of, like, a fungi. But they have... They're all somehow, like, interconnected by, like, little tendrils that sometimes, like, run for miles. So, like, if you, like, step on, like, the hand of one, another one a mile away will, will feel it. And it, like, wakes up a horde. Again, that's, like, a very 
morbid way of looking at this same kind of concept, but it w- I guess my brain just went there because it was this idea of like when you impact one part of this organism, another part of it feels it. And for better or for worse, you know, that's that's yeah. how that can work. I haven't seen that, but I've, I've heard I've heard people have been speaking about this program. I haven't I haven't watched it myself. <laughs> but I read. I, have you read a book called Overstory? I have not read a book called Overstory. Overstory is a book that I think my mum gave to me and and um, Tom Tom um, who, who I work with also recommended to me. And I read that book, uh, and that that it's basically about a tree. I mean, uh, sort of nominally, it's it's all these interconnected small stories, but like the kind of the the sort of the uh, the the sort of overriding theme is 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 trees, and it's basically about that about how like all of the like it's all sort of inter- like it's all interconnected. Like the natural world is all interconnected, and obviously in some way we are part of that world as well. And so we're we're div- we're, we're sort of divorced from it in some ways, but it's also where we come from. And so yeah, I think that probably definitely was was kind of swirling around in my mind when I wrote when I wrote take. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think on that note, I'm going to go into the next song, which is the title track and In Build Fault. You know, it's funny, we were talking about like the concept of echo chambers earlier. There was a little bit of that that I felt here in that, you know, like when we're looking at, you know, the problems in the world, we'll often, you know, go and rant about them or complain about them, but we'll do it to people that share our opinions so we kind of stay within our echo chamber rather than actually engaging with people that are outside of it and that maybe are actually causing that problem in some way so we just kind of stay in our bubble and don't really deal with the issue we just kind of moan about it i don't know if that's in there at all but i got that sense a little bit yeah i think that i mean there's kind of a bridge in the song um the 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 bridge section is sort is sort of that is, is kind of that concept really of like um it's not my fault you know we, we all can agree that it's like they, you know there's a lot of ish, there's a lot of problems but it's not my fault you know and oh, collectively it's kind of it's everyone's problem and therefore it's everybody's fault and that doesn't mean that that's not supposed to be antagonistic it's not a reason to it, it's more like an idea of, of trying to kind of gather around that and sort of yeah it's a frustration of you know, it would be it would be nice if we could sort of gather around that as opposed to um, yeah, finger pointing. It's sort of it's kind of pointless, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, it's funny when I initially thought about this idea of an inbuilt fault. I was thinking of it as like it's something that's inherently built into the system. But the way you're saying it, it's more like the faults and the issues at hand. All of I think any issue that you think of in in our world it's kind of more built into all of us rather than just into the system. I mean, the systems, yes, there's a lot of problems with our like political and economic systems and all that. But t- to your point, we're all inherently flawed and we all have to kind of hold ourselves accountable for for the issues in our world. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it's, you know, it's kind of impossible to talk about. You know, those systems have, have, have kind of have sort of developed off the back of our nature, you know, and obviously there's 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 variations in that nature and there's, and there's choice and there's, and there's difference in opinion, but it's all, I think it's important that we kind of, yeah, I think it's important to sort of, um, engage with the fact that like we can kind of, I can complain about, you know, 
the political situation in almost almost everywhere at the moment. All I can complain about the kind of gross inequity that we're still seeing kind of expand. But then all of these all of these all of these um, all of these things that are in place have have been put in place because they they speak to some part of who we are, you know, how collectively who we are. And so, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's sort of that that's the kind of central central kind of theme. And that's why this is the type track of the record, really. I'd say that's kind of like a an overarching theme for this for this collection of music. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's the it's the it's the, sort of the it's the, the kind of cornerstone song. It's the sort of song that I this is the song that when I wrote it, I kind of knew what the album was. I kind of I, I built sort of the rest of the record around this piece of music. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I think one of the notes that I had left at the end of well, at the end of my notes was trying to like discover the overarching theme and i think yeah this this hits the nail on the head you know human beings we are inherently flawed and i think this record from so many different angles explores what that means and it doesn't have to be again a morbid thing like you said it doesn't have to be antagonistic like we can face ourselves in the things that you know we need to reckon with but as like you know we see on like CSI Petrolona, there's also beautiful moments in it too. So it's just, again, it's looking at all of these things from different angles. And I think that's an important thing to do and it's a healthy thing to do. I agree. Very well, well said. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, thank you. Well, on that note, we have one final song to go through, which is Pilot. Or I almost said Pilot is a dancer, but it's Pilot was a dancer, past tense. Um, I guess my first question is this character of the pilot that's in the song, are you kind of describing your like yourself through the pilot? Is it a character you're talking to? Is it a combination of both? Like, cause it, there's moments just the way that like, sometimes it almost feels like it's in the third person versus the first. I was intrigued, like conceptually, like how you were approaching that. I think yeah, this is this is another song written from this perspective of this person stuck on the moon, or or, or kind of um, trying to get inside the head of somebody who's suspecting that they might be the last person, the last consciousness left. And I think yeah, it's this kind of I think a, a big part of it is this idea of waiting for something, like waiting for some kind of savior, and the blind leading the blind. The blind leading the blind was a big sort of element um, of this. Um, you know, the pilot in my head was, yeah, this kind of person like waiting for somebody to come and so, yeah, some sort of, a, I suppose, yeah, some kind of, yeah, savior type figure, some kind of Christ like figure to turn up and and fix it. And then, yeah, my sort of comment on it is like, well, that person doesn't know either. <laughs> if they do exist, they're not, they don't know either. And so, um, yeah, I, I think. You know, I think in terms of the sort of energy of the song, in terms of the sort of uh, what what was trying to do, it, it's supposed to be a kind of relief, um, like a kind of a catharsis at the end of it. You know, it's um, you know, it's kind of just a kind of cacophony of noise, really, the sort of response to the feelings of constriction, which are kind of which are quite present throughout a lot of the record, um, mm. lyric, certainly lyrically, if not if not necessarily musically, and it's just sort of a trying to. Yeah, just trying to kind of take take the freedom, I suppose, just to kind of um, accept it, accept the freedom um, to choose. Um, yeah, does that make sense? 
I think it does. And it's it was funny, like, listening to you talk about the song, because I could hear, like, as you, like, would bring up a new theme that it comes up in Pilot Was a Dancer, I'd hear nods back to other songs on the record. Like, again, the idea of isolation on Help Didn't Help at All, this sort of blind leading the blind and, like, godlike figures that we saw on Idol's rerun. Um, you know, there's... It's, it's cool to see how, like, interconnected all of this ends up feeling. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I think um, well, I'm 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 glad I'm glad that that that, that sort of um that that this conversation's helped with that. <laughs> I um yeah, I, I I think quite a lot about about that stuff and in terms of uh, what what you choose to put on on the record, you know. Um, so yeah, um, that's that. I don't know. I don't really know what else there is to say about Pilot with the dancer. It's uh. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of embracing, embracing the chaos, embracing the freedom. Try and try and be good to each other, you know. Understand that nobody else understands either, and you know. An inbuilt fault is available now wherever you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by myself, Sophia Lobercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Wilford. <laughs>